0: Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram roadmap for educators.
1: One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life.
0: In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better.
1: We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at InspiredTogetherTeachers.com. Do you often feel too busy, overwhelmed
0: with things to do, and overextended? Are you fueled by caffeine, using sugar as that quick boost, or are you living on adrenaline? If so, you will benefit from these time hacks that will allow you to make the best of your time and to master
1: your to do list. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers Podcast.
0: We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis.
1: Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school?
0: Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve.
1: Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. So many of us are chronically exhausted with all the things we have to do. Do you feel like you are never going to get it all done? Are you constantly putting out little fires everywhere? Are you overcommitted and overscheduled?
0: Other signs that you might be out of control with your time is that you put things off to the last minute, which creates stress and urgency as you rush to get them done. Likewise, you may find yourself speeding while driving to avoid running late or procrastinating, not because you don't want to do the things you need to do, because you
1: don't even know where to start. Dealing with a constantly overloaded system causes adrenaline to keep running through your body. Adrenaline is great and it keeps us safe in times of disaster or when we're in true danger. But when we aren't in danger, it just overloads our system. We stay in fight or flight mode and that is constant stress. If that interests
0: you and you want to know more about that, we talk about all of those hormones flooding your system more extensively in episode 16, which is real self-care. So episode 16, check
1: it out if that interests you we've all been overloaded and we've all been stressed by our workload. We're talking to you today, not because we have totally mastered our time, but because it's regularly something that we think about and have to plan for. We are busy people. We have lots of irons in the fire and it's a constant struggle to manage our own time. Today, we're going to share some time hacks that will
0: help you get back in control of your time. These are time hacks that have helped us or helped people we know, and we are sure that one or more of them will help you as well.
1: All right, let's start with time hack number one, eliminate distractions and interruptions. Every time your brain has to switch from one activity to another activity, it takes time for you to adjust to the new task and then time again to adjust back to the first task. That's really inefficient. When we're busy, it is tempting to try to juggle several different things all at once, but it means that nothing is getting our best attention and we're losing time when we're juggling back and forth.
0: Let's talk about a few ideas that you can use to control those disruptions or eliminate them. The first one is to turn your phone on silent when you are working. You don't always need to answer that phone when it rings. The same with your computer notifications. There are actually programs on your computer where you can say, if I am busy, only let these things come through or don't let anything come through. They're there for a reason. Use them if it can eliminate distractions for you.
1: And if you don't already eliminate them at night, please do. I have a friend who is working in Vietnam right now, and she will send me texts or messages in the middle of the night when she's up and working. I have set my phone, my iPad, everything so that I'm not getting those notifications at 3 a.m.
0: Another idea you can do to eliminate distractions is to close your door when you're trying to get some serious work done. It can prevent that coworker from stopping in to chat with you during your prep time. We worry about that so often. Will it make me seem antisocial? Will I seem like I'm not a team player? You're not doing it every day. When you do it periodically, people know you are very busy and they are more likely to leave you alone so you can finish the task you're working on.
1: Another one that catches me sometimes is scrolling on my phone. Sometimes I think I'm just going to take a five minute break and I'm going to scroll on one of my social media apps. Scrolling is a serious time disruptor because before you know it, five minutes is 15, is 20, even 30 minutes. Something about time just escapes you when you are in social media.
0: You can also try using something called the Pomodoro Technique. I was doing this before I even knew it had a name. It is a technique where you focus on one task for 25 minutes, then you take a five-minute break, and you repeat that process three times. And then at the end of those three 25-minute segments, you take a 30-minute break, and you start all over again. That allows you to put those distractions in that five-minute break in between so it doesn't interrupt your 25 minutes of workflow.
1: Another great idea is to plan to check your email just a few times a day rather than constantly checking it. There's always going to be something new in your inbox, at least there is in mine, but you rarely need to see that right away. You can set up an autoresponder that tells parents or other people what times you will check your email and when they can expect a response from you. I have learned to just stay out of my inbox if I want to get anything done.
0: It's interesting because when I'm teaching, sometimes I'll have my computer open in front of me and I see things come into my inbox and those first five words of the line or the subject line can grab my attention. And I realize it just took me away from the students right in front of me. That is something that I've worked really hard on in the last year because I know that can be a huge distraction for me. And when I have a goal to be more present with my students those emails popping up and distracting me are definitely not helping me to be more present.
1: Absolutely. The same idea is just turn off all push notifications on your phone and on your computer so you don't get the latest update in the news and you don't get the social media updates. You can see those later. It's always a great idea to control your time where you can. Another way to get on top of your to-do list is to use batching. So time hack two is learn to batch tasks.
0: Batching tasks means that you put together like items and then you handle them all at once. Think about food prepping. Lots of you will do food prepping on the weekends because then it helps your week to run more smoothly. Maybe you make those salads all on Sunday night. That is where you are batching. You're not taking the time each night to get out all of your materials to make your salad. You do it one time and you have them ready for the week.
1: Similarly, if you can plan ahead, instead of going to copy something every time you need copies, try to predict what you're going to need for your copies for the next lessons in the week ahead of time and then try to do it all at once and you don't have to keep running and waiting in line at the copy machine.
0: The same goes with running errands. When you are out running errands, see if you can put them together, run them at the same time. I often will keep a small garbage bag of clothes that I'm taking to Goodwill in the back of my trunk, so that way, if I'm driving children to an event or I have 10 minutes between one thing or another, I can swing by Goodwill and not be going and making several trips.
1: The same principle works with home chores too. None of us probably really like home chores. It may seem easier to throw in a load of laundry every day. I did that for years. I seemed like I was always doing laundry at night. But it does add to your mental load every time you do it. You have to remember, put it in the washer, switch it, put it in the dryer, take it out of the dryer. You're going to have a lot of wrinkled clothes. It's mental energy. And you might actually save time or that mental energy if you just decide, I'm going to do all the laundry on. Saturday morning or whatever you decide to do it.
0: Think about your personal life. Think about your professional life. And then consider how can you save time or mental energy by batching your tasks.
1: And that brings us to time hack number three, set up an environment for success. You probably spend most of your time in one of three environments, your home, your classroom, or your car. Consider how these spaces support you. How do you feel when you are in these spaces? Are they working for you?
0: Think about at home. Are your things at home fairly organized so you can find what you need easily? Are they overstimulating with too much stuff? Is your home calm and relaxing? What can you do at home that would support you throughout the week? Some people like to play soft music to set a tone in their home. Maybe you like to put dinner in the crock pot because you like to walk in the door at night and smell your supper already cooked and ready for you.
1: Whatever you can do that you can think of that supports you. I knew a teacher once who made out a clothes calendar for herself for a month at a time. She hung it in her closet. She had all of her outfits planned so that she wasn't repeating them in exactly the same way. And she had them all planned out for the month. She looked at what she had to do, where she was going, what kinds of things she would need, and she planned it all out. I've never been that organized with my clothes, but I do like that idea because I admit sometimes I have wasted too much time trying to figure out what to wear.
0: What I've done to set an environment of success for myself is to set out my clothes every night. Until I get that second cup of coffee in me in the morning, I'm not a clear thinker. So every night before I go to bed, I set out all of my clothes right down to my socks, the jewelry I'm going to wear, and I have a coffee pot that self-starts in the morning on a timer so I get my coffee all ready at night. Each morning at 5.30 a.m., my coffee pot has my coffee ready for me. I set myself up for success for the rest of the day because I don't have to think about anything that first hour.
1: The same ideas work at school. Is it maybe time to clean out and organize things in your room? You probably started the room looking pretty nice at the beginning of the school year, but maybe you need a refresh. Or is your room just full of visual clutter? You keep adding things, more and more things go on the wall, and it's starting to stress you out? Take a few things off the walls. Overstimulus causes you to fight to attend to things. Some students are particularly susceptible to too much stimulus, they can act on their nervous systems in a detrimental way. I had an example of overstimulus at Caesars Palace. We were there once for a conference quite a few years ago. First, I was very excited. I'd heard about it. I'd seen it on TV and, oh, it sounded so fun to go there. There were bands in different corners of different rooms. There were musicians. There were mimes. There were magicians. There were people dancing. There was food. There were light shows. Things were flashing and sparklers were going off. I had to get out of there, like, take me out of here. This is overstimulus. I can't handle it. My brain is exploding with all the noise, action, and lights, and colors, and commotion. So there's a personal example of being overstimulated
0: kids can feel the same way. And often it's well-meaning. You might want lots of bright colors in your room, or maybe there's that scent that you really love. But be mindful that for some students that is overstimulation. If you're having students who are really reacting poorly to it, it might be something that you can easily address by switching up that environment. This isn't a classroom example, but I have a walk-in closet in my home that everyone in my house uses. All of the clothes that don't fit and all of those different things, people just dump them in my walk-in closet. I was overstimulated every time I walked in there, so I went and I got tubs and I got bins with the clear tubs and bins that are now labeled. These are gift bags and wrapping paper. Then, when people need a gift bag, they're not throwing other things to get to the gift bag. They know exactly what bin it is. These are clothes that no longer fit you. They can put them in the bin and they're not just getting thrown in this walk-in closet. I think about that so many times with classrooms. So often it gets out of control, just like my closet did. You can't necessarily tell people not to put things in the classroom anymore, but you certainly can set up the environments for success by organizing it differently.
1: And don't forget your car as well. How does your car environment support you? Could you pack your bags like Paula does and put them in the car the night before or keep your gym bag in the car filled and ready to go? We always keep extra phone cords in the car because sometimes that phone's going to drain down and you don't want to panic and not have your phone. So think about your car, too, as a place where you can take control of that environment. It's really difficult to relax or unwind on your drive home from work. If you're surrounded by empty coffee cups, your phone is dead and you found the kids spilled french fries all over the floor. And it's a chaotic environment that just stresses you out.
0: That leads us to time hack number four. Know your daily must-do tasks. We have expectations often of things that we want to do. We want to go to the gym. We want to do all those things like you were talking about that we fill our car up with ready for the day. But we often think we're going to do much more than we can actually handle in a day. If you have one 40-minute prep period and you plan on grading assignments from all eight of your classes, you're setting yourself up for failure. Narrow down your expectations and decide what you must do today.
1: Both of us use the example of writing our top three priorities for the day. Yes, there's a hundred things you want to do and you know you're not going to get them all done and it's going to just frustrate you. But if you can narrow that down and say, I have to get these three things accomplished today and if I did, my day would be successful. That's a whole nother way of thinking about it. So look at your top three things, put down things that you really will get them done and you will feel accomplished.
0: If you're trying to decide what is on that list, what are your top three things or your must-dos, ask yourself this, who needs you on your A game today? That will remind you that people are your priority and that you put people somewhere in those top three things you want to get accomplished for the day.
1: And also every day, it's a good idea to think about what's at least one thing that I can do for myself today. What can bring me joy or peace or fulfillment? Don't forget about yourself in the process, in the busyness of trying to do everything for everyone else all the time. Some little process in there that will help you to create a little joyful moment for yourself is important.
0: We encourage you to create some type of visual for these must-do tasks, these 3 things that you want to get done or 4, whatever it might be for you. For me, that looks like post-it notes. I love to write 3 things on those 3 post-it notes and every time I finish one and I get to crumple it up and throw it away, I know I accomplished one of the three most important things I said I was going to do for the day. It is sad how much joy I find in that, but it feels great to take that visual, crumple it up and throw it away. So think about that. Maybe you even color code them. You have one who needs you on your A-game as a priority, one for yourself and one for your home.
1: Paula just gave me the little tiny post-it notes. We were going to use them on a calendar that we were working on. And I actually was jotting a note down of something I had to remember to do. And I wrote it on a little post-it note and I actually stuck it in my planner and I can just write it in my planner. OK, that's how I use my planner. But somehow having that little pink sticker in there, then I grabbed another one. Now I have a little turquoise sticker in there and I wrote on all the little post-it notes. They fit perfectly in the little column on my planner. And It was so fun to take them off and throw them away. Then there was something I didn't get done, but I just peeled it off and put it on the next day. So small things, but it was fun.
0: That leads us to our final hack for the day. Time hack number five. Spend a few minutes each day in silence and reflection. You need room to slow down and breathe. Silence allows you to connect with your inner voice, which usually
1: offers wisdom. It will also allow your creativity a chance to come through. A few minutes of reflection will often slow you down enough so that you will see the big picture. That helps you to make good decisions and good choices, all of which can improve your focus and your time management.
0: It might look like a walk in nature, doing exercise. I love yoga. Michelle doesn't love yoga so much. Find your own type of exercise or minutes of silence and reflection in journaling, meditating, praying, or maybe just spending a few minutes looking out the window.
1: A few minutes of silence and reflection is a way of plugging into your own energy source. It's a way of recharging your inner battery. You think about it when your battery is charged, things run more smoothly. There are fewer glitches and you feel like you have more control over your day. As a bonus, it often helps you to stay closer to your dreams and follow through on the goals that will make them come to life.
0: All of these really come down to making things less chaotic and more simple in your life. Every suggestion we just gave you is about taking control of what you can control, eliminating the distractions, taking away the chaos, those extras that you don't need. Control what you can control. We end with this quote from bestselling author Timber Hawkeye. You can't calm the storm, so stop trying. What you can do is calm yourself. The
1: storm will pass. That leads us right into our recap today. Most of us are challenged by not having as much time as we'd like, but all of us are challenged to work in the same 24 hours per day. We can't get more time but we can make better use of our time and set up systems and processes that will allow us to use our time in the best ways possible.
0: In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to think about today's time-saving ideas. Which one could you implement right away, right now, that would make your tomorrow better? Give it a shot. And please let us know what happens. We're betting on you to set up your time management so that you can do more of what matters to you this year.
1: And if you want more ideas for time management and ways to take control of your life, get our free resource, The Inspired Teacher's Guide to Taking Back Your Life. You'll find it on our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com right at the top in the right-hand column. That's
0: all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's
1: episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, InspiredTogetherTeachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your
0: work life and home life to live your best life.